Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on July 25th, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place. This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions. Your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And, of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you? Do you really want to know? Well, you know, I was getting this whole, like, Lauren Bacall vibe from you this morning. You're so dusky. <laughs> Your voice is so because, dusky. Because, because I was up until almost 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, my <laughs> cousin, my cousin Jackie, is in town. And yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure the same thing happens with you. When you're with family, you just start talking yaki 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 yaki, and before you know it, it's two in the morning. And it never hurts that she showed up bearing a couple of bottles of wine with her. And um, <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, so yes. Yeah, so okay. I was up with my cousin last night, and 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 another friend of hers, and. It's always good to see family, and uh, we had a lot of laughs. I, yeah. It was, it, it, it was, it, it, you know, it's always fun. You know, it's just always fun. So she's in town for a couple yeah. of days, and I think she, she's going to be coming out with me tonight to an event. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's why, um, you know, a little what do you call it, dusky voice today. Dusky. Yeah. Dusky. Is that <laughs> is that like dust? Is that like dusty? It, is that like Dusty Springfield? Is she Dusky? Dusty? I don't know. Dusty? Dusty? <laughs> I adore, I adore Dusty Springfield. I, I adore Dusty Springfield. I love I love her voice. I love her music. Um, you know, so I'll take it as a compliment anyway. So, so Jackie, you you surprised me. Well, you always surprise me, but you are really surprising me today because I I was so anxious. I was watching, uh, I don't know, I didn't watch all seven hours, but I was watching like five hours of uh, of uh, Robert Mueller hearings yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, painful? Painful. It was, How painful was it that? It was horrible. Oh. I had it was the, horrible. You know, I always have the TV on. I always have the TV on in the background. Um, I may not be yeah. looking at it, but I, I can hear it. it. You know, if it's not the TV, it's the radio. I listen to news all day, every day. And I had that on from the get-go, and boy, oh boy, was that painful to watch. Very painful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was painful. Yeah, 
and no matter if you're a Democrat yeah. or a Republican, no matter if you love Donald Trump or can't wait for the hanging, it, it just was it was painful. And that's not all. I mean, Fed policy, uh, um, interest rate policy today. I, I you know you know I'm in the cryptocurrency and gold and silver precious metals currency markets. I'm 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 an active you know over-the-counter trader, and, uh, you know, a lot of my colleagues are absolutely out of their minds. They are so, A, confused, and B, scared about what's going on in the financial markets. So you bring me a show like this. I can't wait. Yes. yes I can't wait. Yes. It's I'm always topical. Jackie, who? I'm always topical. <laughs> who, who are our guests today? Okay, so this morning we'll be chatting with our friends from the Domo Group, uh, Greg Gilman and Greg Gilman and Tamar McKean. Rob Friedman was supposed to join us too, but at the last minute he had to drop out. Anyway, since his early years as a sandy-souled youth trotting up and down the old sand section walk streets and alleyways, Tamar has always embraced the local beach culture and marveled at our eclectic mix of homes that line our diverse community. Childhood curiosity evolved into a passion that led him to carve out a path as a local real estate professional, beginning with a BS in real estate from San Diego State University. Tamar's experience spans over 10 years as a California Department of Real Estate licensee, during which he negotiated and closed several successful deals for culturally and financially diverse clientele. Having worked with tenants, first-time home buyers and sellers, experienced luxury homeowners, and savvy investors, he is able to facilitate an exceptional experience for anyone making moves in or around the South Bay. Tamar utilizes a keen sense of awareness in the local market to educate and empower his buyers and sellers, ensuring they get the most value from our competitive coastal real estate economy. Competitive competitive is putting it mildly. Okay, so Greg is a Los Angeles native, and his passion for real estate began at an early age. As a kid, Monopoly was Greg's favorite board game. Now, one of Greg's superpowers is listening to and really hearing the needs of his clients. He particularly enjoys helping people find the perfect home that fits their needs. Integrity is number one on Greg's priority list. Having sold property all over the South Bay, he is confident negotiating at any price range. Being part of the top 1% of of realtors nationwide is a testament to Greg's experience and enthusiasm. With years of professional experience representing clients buying and selling residential properties, he has a wide range of qualifications and a long list of happy customers. He is an excellent problem solver with years of experience in technology and customer service. Having personally bought, owned, and sold properties of his own, Greg understands the emotional aspects of real estate and the important role an agent plays in the process. He served on the board of directors as the technology director for Leadership Manhattan Beach and sits on the board of directors for the South Bay Association of Realtors. Greg is also currently on the professional standards committees with the South Bay Association of Realtors. And with his experience in technology, Greg was also asked to speak at the 2013 California Association of Realtors Expo. His talk touched on the different ways he currently uses technology to serve his clients. Further notable achievements include being part of the REMAX Platinum Club two years in a row. And Greg is a certified negotiation expert. Uh, He's a member of the Redondo Beach Chamber of Commerce and the National Association of Realtors. He attended the University of California at Santa Barbara. So, Joe, this morning we're going to discuss the always hot real estate market here in the South Bay with these local experts. Greg, Tamar, welcome back to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me. <clears throat> Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Um, well, I I opened the show with, you know, the the confusion, basically in the market, uh, especially when it's regarding Fed policy, and where interest rates are going, and whether they should be going in any particular direction or not is open to debate. I suppose it's just that. There's no there's there's no certainty in the market, and that so un, what, what did they say when you're a salesman? Uh, confusion equals no. If your if your customer is confused about your product or service, then the answer is no. I mean, uh, as you well know in the, in the real estate business. So let's start with you, Greg. We want to find out what's going on in the market in general, 
and then we'll talk about the South Bay in particular. But how do you see the market today? Yeah, Joe, thanks for, for having us. And it's, a, it's a really interesting topic. Uh, there, there's lots of information out there, and, and being able to uh, ingest it and understand it and apply it to local real estate is always an interesting conversation we have with folks. I mean, just yesterday on the front page of the Wall Street Journal online, uh, the article says, U.S. home sales stumble as pricey West Coast markets suffer declines. But then when you read past that shock and awe um, headline, you see that uh, it, it's dropped 1.7% in 16 months. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that that's not a massive uh, – the sky is not falling. But um, here – yeah, so I don't really pay much attention to what's going on nationally or, or even statewide. Uh, you know, the, the average numbers don't make much sense to me and aren't as relevant to – I mean, of course we pay attention because when people feel like the sky is falling or they, or they think the sky is falling, then it has an effect on the local market. But really, um, it's a lagging indicator, and, and, and what we – uh, like to pay more attention to is what's going on here in our own home markets. So the beach cities and surrounding South Bay areas and, and here, you know, uh, I would say that certainly the sense of urgency is gone in most areas, you know, North Redondo is still on fire. Westchester is still, you know, pretty hot market. Um, there's, you know, but but areas like Palos Verdes, you're going to expect probably a little bit more days on market. Um, mm-hmm. Manhattan Beach, you know, really has picked up. I'll, I'll let Tamara speak to that. Um, but uh, whereas maybe a year or two ago, we were hearing that the top end of the market had slowed down quite a bit, almost to a halt. Um, we're really seeing homes over four million selling these days, if they're priced right, of course. Right, right. So, Tamar, that's that's the thing is, uh, I guess, it doesn't really matter what's going on with the market around the country or, in general, what's going on with the, the state of the Fed or politics or anything else. Home sales are going to happen every month. It's just the rate and the... Um, the, the down payment and the blah, 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 but it's going to happen every month. Tell us, Tamar, how do you see the market? Yeah, I mean, I've I've done a number of transactions recently here in, in the South Bay, and I can really only speak to my experiences with working with buyers, and I talk to, um, you know, dozens of them on a weekly basis. Um, you definitely feel a little bit of that uh, – you know, that confusion about market stability and things like that. And that's a conversation that every agent needs to have with their clients. And when I talk about that with them, yeah, it certainly weeds out a lot of the, um, you know, the looky-loos and the people that maybe want to buy more as an investment tool um, than actually, you know, pride of ownership and to own the home they live in. But at the end of the day, I'm still having conversations with people that have watched the market over the past two years, three years, five years, whatever it is, and it's kind of run away from them. They're looking in neighborhoods that uh, aren't maybe as as ideal as they looked at a few years ago and decided to pass on thinking that, oh, we're headed, you know, we're in a bubble or we're headed for another, um, another dip in the market. And that just didn't happen. So now they're kind of overdue and they're still they're still buying. Um, they're making the moves that they wanted to make back then. And if, if you look at the numbers, um, Manhattan Beach, Formosa Beach, Redondo Beach, or even South Bay as a whole, um, actually the South Bay as a whole year to date is still the median sales price is, is up so far this year over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So that yeah. dip that we see at the top end of the market has you can see that in the in the numbers of Manhattan Beach that that the prices have come down a little bit, but there's still the transaction count um, is high, and uh, people are still 
are still buying when when they have a chance to and when they need to. But the level of competition, I think, is what's keeping um, the South Bay numbers strong. So it feels like a healthy market. I still feel very much like it's um, it's a seller's market, in fact, too. So buyers are still competing when when properties go on the market and are priced right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, Jeff, that sounds Joe, great. I mean, yeah. that doesn't sound like a bad market. Yeah. So, okay, here, here's the facts. Here's the facts. All right, 2008, 2009, when the proverbial stuff hit the fan. Um, mm-hmm. It was interesting because certain neighborhoods in the South Bay, mine being one of them, um, the, the needle barely moved on prices. Whereas I saw that like places like uh, PV and Manhattan Beach – uh, in a couple of you know the higher end areas where you saw you saw a decline in prices and, and, and it was quite noticeable, but there are certain neighborhoods that it's it, 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 there it you know it's Teflon, you know I I'm sure it has some maybe something to do with school districts and you know crime rates and stuff like that but um you know we 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 went through that we lived through that whole thing and I was surprised to see that that our values, you know, personally just stayed very reasonable. Uh, it, there wasn't no crazy up and down, but, um, I, people, I remember people were picking up homes in PV, uh, for, for, you know, quite a bit less than, you know, they, they could have a couple of years earlier. Um, it, it's interesting how that happened. Um, and, and, you know, Manhattan, her most, you know, being at the beach is kind of a built in buffer, right? I mean, doesn't everybody want to live at the beach, right? <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you see the – I think you see the people that buy into the neighborhoods here in the South Bay change a little bit. I think you see people coming from investing in real estate all over the world, and they focus their attention on more stable markets when um, there's a little bit of economic instability, um, which is why, you know, we've seen a wave of uh, – of kind of foreign buyers enter the market, maybe not the last couple of years, but the five years before that. So, you know, we attract all different kinds of home buyers and investors to the South Bay. And it's kind of something unique we have going for us here. And what makes it such a, a great place to own real estate for the long term, because that's what we're all in it for, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I have the inside scoop on that, you know, interest rates are going to go down. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Yeah, I have the inside scoop on that from from a very reliable, very high up source that interest rates are are going. They want they they were going to uh, uh, do something a little earlier, and then somebody said, no, 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 hold off, no rush, let's wait. But apparently, yeah, real, uh, the interest rates are are supposed to be coming down. So, uh, is is that good for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're we've come back down to the mid threes. People were getting interest rates in the high twos, you know, a year ago. What do you, I mean, it's fantastic. Good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Good for everybody. Jackie, these are lifetime low interest rates. I mean, whether we're talking about 3% or 3.5 or 4 it you know, the, the money is basically free for people, people to borrow. My parents had a loan, I think, at 18% at one point. Now, the benefit yep. of mm-hmm. having a high interest rate is that you can always refinance once uh, rates drop, right? You can never change the price you paid for your home, but you can always refinance. So I'm actually not personally afraid of higher interest rates. Um, It's the values of the properties that make it less affordable or more affordable. And affordability, I mean, let's face it, the South Bay is one of the most desirable places on the planet to live. So... Um, mm-hmm. People are coming here from all over the world, all over the country. We've had people come from Canada and Connecticut, all, all over the place, and this is where they want to make their forever home. So uh, just to talk a little bit about what you said earlier, when the the crash happened, we were fairly well insulated. Yeah, when, when parts of Los Angeles even were seeing 35, 37, 42 percent in other counties neighboring us, uh, declines, we saw, you know, 12, 14%. And uh, we were the last ones into the recession and the first ones out of it. And 
for reasons mm-hmm. you mentioned, you, you mentioned school districts. Uh, that's a very, very good insulator and insurance for declines. Crime rates, ocean views. I mean, if you're near the ocean or you can see the ocean, uh, for whatever reason, people pay more for that. And, and you know, uh, we consider ourselves sort of view experts here in the South Bay. Some views are only little peekaboos and they're worth twenty-five dollars or $40,000. Some views are, you know, uh, we have a home uh, coming soon in Manhattan Beach where the views, at least a million-dollar view. It takes your breath away. Yeah. They put a price on it. <laughs> they put a price on it, don't they? It's unreplaceable, ir- irreplaceable. Yeah, and right. and and it also things that you don't think about, but just having the word beach in your city name puts a value mm-hmm. on that, right? There's a reason why we own ManhattanBeachHomes.com and HermosaBeachHomes.com and RedondoBeachHomes.com. That's, that's one of the <laughs> 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 Well. You know what I what I find what I what I've been amazed at not well yeah it's amazing what's happening is you know the beach cities again you know it's expensive to live here a um, lot of people uh, especially first time home buyers are, are are you know shut out just because it's just way too expensive so what's happening is you're getting this effect for the surrounding areas uh, not beach cities but beach adjacent cities like. Lomita and Hawthorne, and 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 boy oh boy, those cities are just blowing up. Um, I, you know, I have several friends that have have bought in Lomita recently, and uh, you know, it's Joe. What's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for? Uh, when, when that happens, it, it lifts everybody's boat, right? When mm-hmm. when when you start moving areas that maybe weren't your first place to look. And all of it, and, and and by the way, a lot of the, you know, these these are older cities, and it's cyclical. You know, it's cyclical. It, it, you know, it's, it, so people are coming in and they're getting a much better deal on a house there than they could in say Manhattan Beach or Hermosa Beach, and and all of a sudden things start happening in the neighborhood, and it's happening in Lomita. Lomita, Lomita now, ha- in in the last year or two, Lomita like has three new craft breweries. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. They, you know, things like that are happening, which I always find amazing. Who wants to talk to that? Tamar, Greg? I could talk about craft breweries all day long. I mean, <laughs> 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 and enjoy a delicious IPA on a summer day. Um, no, you have a very good point. I, I think I think as people move into the areas surrounding um, an extremely desirable real estate market, um, you make a, an excellent point that – um, they're going to bring culture to those neighborhoods, more diversity to those neighborhoods. They're going to have pride of ownership, and they're they're going to improve the real estate that they buy, and they're going to bring small businesses to the area like these breweries. And and that culture is kind of like a leading indicator of what is what going to drive real estate values um, up in those communities. And and I'm seeing it not only in Lomita. Um, but in areas of Redondo Beach that um, prices have kind of been suppressed over the years, people are starting to, to buy in those areas. And uh, in Hawthorne as well, um, you know, right off of Rosecrans and Aviation, you have a beautiful pocket there called uh, Holly Glen. And uh, we just saw uh, one of the highest sales in that neighborhood, um, a home, not a very large home, I might add, um, about 2,000 square feet sold for uh, 1.5 million. So wow, I mean, wow, that that blew my mind. Now that wow. was a newer construction. There are not a lot of new construction homes in that area, but um, you know, even still, just that. Think about that: paying 1.5 million to live in Hawthorne because it's you know that neighborhood is so close to the beach cities here, and that's that's going to help yeah. values here in the beach cities. Yeah, well, Holly Glenn, actually, when you think about, you know, Jackie and I often talk about. Uh, the bubble and how, you know, if you live in Hermosa and or you know, you live in South Redondo, um, distance to a freeway is like 15, 20 minutes. It's getting longer as traffic gets worse. Um, but Holly Glenn, you are two minutes from the freeway, two minutes to the freeway. It's 
uh, very desirable if you live in, you know, I mean, if you work downtown or if you work on the west side. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great place to be. And uh, I'm, it, I'm bringing you on my next buyer tour there, Joe. <laughs> yeah. That's I've a great talking pitch. point. And it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. So we, we, we're kind of at the point where we're saying real estate is healthy. The state of real estate in the South Bay is quite healthy. When is it that the planned, I, I guess they're going to raise interest rates. They're insane, but they're, they're thinking about no, raising interest rates. No, I'm telling you, rates. they're going to go down. No, 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 no. It's going to go down. They're going to lower interest rates. I, I told you, I got it from a good source. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What can you share? Can you share your source with us, Jackie? No, no, <laughs> no. Because if, if if I do, you know, there's going to be some committee coming after subpoenaing me, asking me, you know, how I know this stuff. So no, I can't do that. And there have been enough subpoenas flung uh, around. We don't need one for me. Yeah. Uh, this is Greg. I was just yeah. going to add, you know, you're, you're talking about the health of the real estate market and, and the, you know, a lot of people, they don't really know what that means. So I wanted to just take a second and, and, and sort of, you know, right now, for example, in Manhattan beach, there are 127 active listings in Manhattan beach. A couple of years ago, there was 89. A couple of years before that, there was even less than that, maybe in the sixties. So we're starting to see more inventory. We're also uh, continuing to see the same amount of sales. So um, the, the health of a real estate market, we, in, in the real estate agents that uh, are very detail-oriented and like analytics and nerdy stuff like that, we talk about absorption rates and we talk about months of inventory, number of months of inventory. And in the past, we've had, you know, in some cases, one and two months worth of inventory, meaning the number of homes that go pending each month and end up closing each month, there's about the same amount coming on the market or, or, or on the market. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. I would say that we haven't seen a healthy real estate market. We, we've seen a very, very hot seller's market for, for a while now. Say we've, had a run up of about seven, eight years. Um, a healthy real estate market is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of three and a half, four months worth of inventory around here. And, and, you know, almost since the time I got into the business, it's been, I, I got into the real estate market, uh, in, into the business full time in 2010. And, um, it, it's been, that was probably the worst real estate market of my life. Um, 2009, 2010. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that's when I quit my J-O-B and, and started doing this thing full time. And um, it's been up and up and up ever since. You know, it's been a lot of hard work, but it's been an inclining market. And so I think that people forget. They're, they're just used to, you know, multiple offers and bidding wars and, um, but I think a healthy market in our neighborhoods around here would probably be three to four months worth of inventory. And right now I think we're sitting at around two, maybe a little bit over two months worth of inventory. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, mm -hmm. no, that, that yes, I, that, you explained that perfectly. Um, I'm just, I just want to go back to why on earth, what were you thinking when you, th when you quit your job in 2009? Uh, people couldn't oh. get a job in 2009. People were being laid off left, left, left and right, and you decided to make the jump. I, I think I'm crazy. I had a momentary lapse yeah. of reason. No, I'm getting no, it's that. because I'm getting um, that. I, I, got, I got married. My wife and I didn't have a mortgage. We didn't have kids. If, if there was ever a time to take a risk, a calculated risk, um, we, you know, we were living on two incomes, and so you know that was the reason why I uh, decided to quit my job. In fact, the, the CEO of the company, when when he learned that I was quitting my job and to go into real estate, he accidentally, kind of knee jerk reaction, uncontrollably laughed out loud in front of me, like, "Why yeah. would you do something like that, stupid?" <laughs> well, it turns out I it get that. Out okay. 
I get that. I get that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Well, you know, th- th- those times, times like that are the times, you know, there are a lot of opportunities. You know, the smart people, when the, when the, when whether it's the, 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 the real estate market or stocks or whatever, uh, you know, opportunities happen. You know, people that don't panic and sell, 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 uh, you know, the smart people have an opportunity to pick up stuff uh, at, a, at a lesser price, you know, across markets, whatever it is. So you did the right thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> I wanted to speak well, also, I guess we're um, – uh, sorry, uh, I just wanted to speak to like the sky is falling. It, you know, back a couple of years ago, Toyota left Torrance for Plano, Texas. They moved their corporate headquarters, and everyone thought, "Oh my God, there's so many homeowners here in the South Bay. We're going to see a, a massive decline, and it's going to really affect." We, it wasn't even a blip on the radar. I, we, I know. Yeah. You know, we helped several people relocate to to Texas, and we sold their homes. But um, this is such a desirable place then, to live, and people, yeah, yeah. Well, I've just, I just, I have a friend who moved not to Texas. They decided he decided to uh, retire and move to Colorado to be closer to family. Sold his home in Torrance, took half the proceeds, and bought a bigger, much nicer home in Colorado. And could not be happier. So, it was a time. It was a. It was an opportunity for people to exit the crazy California real estate market, and you know, finally get a nest egg uh, to build on, and obviously a beautiful home to live in. So, uh, what an opportunity that was. <laughs> you, you know, Joe. No, seriously. I have. I, I have a friend that um, worked for for Toyota, and. Um, and he, he he's a big shot, and so he relocated to Texas. And I, I haven't been there yet, but a couple of my other friends have. Uh, they sold their place in PV, and, and now they live on an estate. You know, they have an estate uh-huh. in Texas uh, with way more room than they could ever use. Uh, and, and, yeah, but, that you know, that's almost – that's the story almost any place. If you, if you move – from California, just about any place else in, in in the country, you know your 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 quality of life as far as uh, your home goes go, goes through the ceiling, you know. Uh, yeah, but Jackie, the waves aren't as good in in Plano. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they are not. Uh, they are actually they are non-existent. So, uh, yeah, no, there's there's uh, you know pros and cons to everything, but yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think any of us are going any place any anytime soon, right? I'm not no. going anywhere. You, you talk about quality <laughs> of life. I, I, you know, I, I actually am having this debate with um, a client right now, who is not sure if she wants to buy the place for for herself to live in, um, or or just as an investment out here, uh, because she's renting a place very close to the beach, and she is all about lifestyle. And to her, the, the home she lives in, as long as there's enough space for her and it's nice enough, that's not the number one factor for her lifestyle. She wants to be here at the beach. She wants the, the weather to be nice all year round so that she can enjoy the beach and doesn't have to shovel snow during the wintertime or worry about um, you know storms and hurricanes because the other market she's looking at where she could get um, a waterfront home, uh, you know, on a dock with like 3000 square feet, basically a mini mansion for the same price. We can get her something much smaller than that is, is Florida. And, and the first thing my mind goes to is quality of life and weather. And while, you know, there are months of the year in other areas that other parts of the country are absolutely gorgeous. Um, and, and some people like cold weather and some people like rain and storms, but I think the majority of people move here to escape that. Um, and I think that's mm. the most important factor for those people in quality of life. But the fact is that you have a lot of people that live out here that don't go to the beach very often and could, and do prefer rain and things like that. So ultimately those people are out here because the culture is so great and they may not be here their whole lives. Um, but everybody enjoys it when they're here. I mean, we can all, we can all agree on that. Right. Oh, ab- mm. absolutely. We, we, we're, we're all in, on board with you on that. And, Joe, 
let's take mm-hmm. a station break. We're a little late on our station break. And when we come back, I want to talk about marketing and particularly a little out-of-the-box thinking marketing. Okay? Okay. Awesome. Out-of-the-box marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The South Bay Show, a hyper-local podcast right here in the South Bay um, we uh, come to you uh, every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Thursday morning at 8 a.m. is the South Bay Spotlight, where we spotlight a business, uh, an event, uh, something happening in the South Bay that you really, really want to know about. We also do political events and interview candidates and so forth. On Fridays, it's Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, actually sponsored uh, by the Manhattan Beach Chamber, 8 a.m. on Fridays, and we cover primarily the business climate and government and uh, events and other all things Manhattan Beach on Friday mornings. Join us for these podcasts. Watch them uh, or listen to them in the car during your commute or while you're exercising or whatever, and please share these with your neighbors Let's build our audience. Let's let's focus on the South Bay, ladies and gentlemen. And Jackie, let's talk about out of the box marketing ideas. Yeah. So um, we've all seen the TV shows, right? There's Million Dollar Listing, and you know HGTV has all of these different shows, and um, it's it, it it's not your your mama's. Uh, real estate marketing anymore it's it's uh, a whole brave new world and um last year i think it was last year or maybe it was earlier this year oh time flies uh greg you had a listing um up in pv uh that you were going to try something a little different it was a very unique home um tell tell us about that tell tell us about what you were doing there Oh, thanks, Jackie. Um, so I was actually called in to be the third listing agent, the first listing agent who um, worked for the builder, the developer. Um, you know, this house is really, really, really special. It's um, on Colt Road in Rancho Palos Verdes. Amazing views. It, it had ocean views, harbor, twinkling light views city views, mountain views. You could see the snow-capped mountains. I mean, it was just placed in a really... It, it was 360. But, it was a 360. It was the top of the hill. It was a 360 panorama. It was amazing. Gorgeous, gorgeous views. And the house itself was unlike anything that you would see in in Palos Verdes or Rancho Palos Verdes. It was almost completely made of glass. Uh, so very, very ultra-modern. Um, it was a compound, basically. Two, three different structures and a pool in the center, but uh, the first guy wasn't able to sell it. The second guy wasn't able to sell it. And then we were called in to, to help and we got it sold. The sellers were very, very happy with our performance, but you know, it, it takes a, a special um, strategy and approach to sell a special home like this. So we did a few things differently. We um, uh, had a poker tournament at the property and invited some of the South Bay um, you know, just some people in the uppity up uh, categories and, you know, people who would know people who might want to buy and c- can afford to buy a $4.3 million house. And um, we had a really, really fun evening. Uh, we threw events like that. We also did, a, we hired actors and actresses and did a, a special stop motion video um, for the property. I mean, the the property spoke for itself. And Honestly, you know, there's occasionally fun out-of-the-box marketing ideas um, that that we can do to help properties get sold. But the number one thing, and and this isn't sexy, you're not going to want to hear it, the number one thing that we can do to get homes sold is to price them right. And that has nothing to do with marketing, but um, whenever people are asking us, you know, what are you going to do to market our property? you know, we could we could do all the best world class marketing that exists, and if your home is overpriced, it's not going to get showings, it's not going to get offers, and it's not going to get sold. So um, we we consider ourselves a bit of pricing specialists, 
and experts, and we put a lot of time and effort into doing more detailed analyses than I think most folks around town. And our, our closing rate and success rate sort of speaks to that, I think. You're right. That's not sexy. Wow. That's so not sexy. <laughs> but it's the truth, right? right? It's, it, no, but it's true. It's not sexy, but it's the truth. Right, right. It's amazing uh, that people try to game the market somehow. They think, oh, we can, this market is hot. We can, we can get another 10%, but it's just going to cause the house to sit there. It's just terrible. Most of the marketing efforts that I see, you know, you see a lot of this stuff in Beverly Hills, for example, you know, a lot of the million dollar listing. And by the way, I, I've been on Josh Altman's uh, show and I've been on, you know, a, a, a very short guest on million dollar listing LA. It, it, a lot of the, the tricks and stuff that they, you know, they throw big parties, they invite contortionists and dancers and, and, you know, they might even bring in like, uh, taco trucks or, or fun catering or whatever. It, what it does is it, you know, it, it's, what am I trying to say? It, it's for them. It's the ego stuff. It gets there. They can show all the money that they spend, but it, I don't think it sells houses. I, I really don't. The today's the day of the internet and uh, you know, you can get a home beautifully staged, properly prepared for the market get the f uh, highest end photography you can possibly get, put it out there and everyone can see it in the world. I, I think that these, um, you know, the parties are fun. Certainly. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. know that they sell mm -hmm. homes though. We just sold a $16 million home. The, the um, second largest home sold ever, second highest priced home sold ever in Hermosa beach. Um, and uh, we didn't do anything other than what we do for the $1.2 million home in Torrance. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. $16 million. Wow. $16 million. Oh, my gosh. In her most Cash, by the so way. The, that, the buyer is, paid is that, cash for is, that. Uh, is that uh, was, was that on the Strand or Tennyson? It was on Tennyson. Yep. Tennyson. I think it's the largest uh, home sold off the strand in Hermosa Beach and the second largest home sold ever in Hermosa Beach. My partner, right. yeah. uh, right. business partner, Rob Friedman, took the lead on that one. Yeah, the, the, right. the, the other house, right. the, the number one house, was the, the old one on the strand, the old brown shingle one that sat on, I don't know if it was a double or a triple lot. Um, I think it went for $18 million, and then the developers are going to uh, – uh, split it up, I think, and do two two homes on that lot or something like that. We all know the house I'm talking about, right? The the old. It was like a hundred year old house. It was it was brown single, a uh, shingled. It was on it was on the corner on the strand, a corner lot. As yes, I said, that double lot, or triple. Lot. That corner lot is going to be developed. I, I know the agent that's working with those people. It's uh, going to be a custom home for themselves. It's not going to come to the market. Oh, mm -hmm. how nice! How nice for them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the parties are fun. The parties are fun. I got. I have to believe it will get people in the door. But to your point, Greg, everything's on the internet now. You know, you don't. You don't even have to leave your home to go tour homes. You know, you can. You can. You can. You know, do it from the comfort of your of your living room. But um, I think a, a lot of. I mean, in in the South Bay, it goes back to what Tamara was saying about lifestyle, culture, things like that. But a lot of times. A house speaks to you, right? You know, you you walk in, it's like, this is it, this is it, this is what I'm looking for, right? Mhm. Mm Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think to the point of that we were chatting about before, um, with outside the box marketing and, and different things you can do. Um, Greg is absolutely right. I think pricing it properly is is the number one thing to get people in the door because if you overprice something people are going to love the photos and they're going to love what they see about the property. But if it's, if it's overpriced, they're, they're not going to show up to the party. They're, they're not going to come look at it. They don't want to get excited about something that doesn't seem reasonably priced. 
Um, but that being said, you know, these things you do with outside the box marketing to create more buzz and, and put more eyeballs um, on, on the photos and the marketing and the videos and all of the, um, all of the collateral that, that an agent would create to, to showcase a property before they show up. That the goal of all of that is to get them to the property and invoke those feelings that you're talking about, Jackie. When you when you walk yeah. in a property, you can't get that on your computer screen. And I talk with a lot right. of buyers that, that they sound very very educated about the market and pricing and everything like that, but they're in sort of a non-starter position, and and they they really want to buy and they want to own something, but they've formed this opinion about what homes look like and what neighborhoods look like just from their computers, but they, and they haven't taken the time to get, you know, to get off their desks and their couches and wherever they're looking and browsing on, on Zillow or Redfin to actually get out there and see what the neighborhood feels like. Yeah, it's, a, it's a totally different feeling and photos can, can really help or really hurt the image of a property. But what they can't do is give you the feel that you get when you're walking down the street in front of a home and you walk through the front door and, and, you know, you feel, you feel the neighborhood and, and you feel the home itself. And, um, and all of the marketing we do is just to get people to that moment so they can have a chance to, to feel what um, what that real estate is is really all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I've got to I've got to imagine because you see this all the time on the TV shows when it comes to pricing and, and what Greg was saying about pricing it correctly. You know, on all these shows, this is the value of your home either before or after renovation or whatever, and and people are always like seems a little low. You know, people always think that their home is worth more than it is, right? Is that that's got to be across the board, right, Greg? It's got to be across the board. Everybody likes to think that they're, you know, no, 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 my home is worth more than that, right? It's a rare occurrence where someone says we, we'd like to list it lower than what you suggest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I gotta yeah. believe that's I gotta believe that that's probably the hardest part of your job. It's got to be. It's got to because because. People, as I said, they they think they know better than the experts most of the time, and uh, they think their home is worth so much more than it is. All right. It's true. It's true. And that's when you get the homes that sit on the market forever. You you know something? The home that we live in now, it, that was the story with that one. With uh, it was it was it sat on the market for almost three years because wow. the family yeah. just you know they were like it's just worth. It's worth more than that. It's worth more than that. And 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 so basically what happened was like every 6 or 9 months he'd bring the price down and 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 um and and, and by the way the house was awful. Uh just putting it out there. Uh when we when we bought it everybody we knew cuz cuz everybody had been through the house. You know, they had all these open houses, you know, every weekend. So pretty much everybody Everybody had walked through this house, and everybody said, "Was that the house with that metal spiral staircase?" And we were like, "Yeah," and they were like, "You bought that?" They're like, "Yeah," <laughs> and we were just, but we got it dirt cheap, you know, considering, and we got it the place, and now everybody's like, "Oh, you smart." Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I, I wanted to I comment on the, love the it. whole. Uh, the the whole um, you you got to get to the property and our, our our job is to get people to the property. It, it really is true. I I love technology uh, more than most people, and you know with virtual reality coming, uh, you know a lot of people are you know thinking that this is going to completely disrupt the real estate industry where people will just be able to put on these goggles and tour a home and then you know send a check in and write an offer. And I just I think that there's so much that gets missed there. Even if they could go outside with these goggles on and see the outside and the neighborhood and walk around, you're, what you're missing is the the smells and the you know the how is this home positioned as it relates to the west you know to the ocean and what does it smell and, until virtual reality has scratch and sniff technology. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that people still need to come. Now we've sold homes to people that, that they haven't been there. Uh, I've certainly sold a home to someone. They, the first time they saw it in person was at the inspection, but I, I think it's so important to actually be there and experience it. Cause 
you know, you could be surprised either way. You could fall in love with it or you could, you know, say, oh, gosh, I, I really don't like the neighbors, the, the way the homes in the neighborhood look. I'm going to skip this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I get I get that. You know, it's funny. Just last weekend, my husband and I did, did a bike ride, and um, there are a couple of places on the Strand where it's, it's just a bottleneck. So so we 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 swing up to the alley just off off the Strand, mm-hmm. and I I know exactly what you're talking about, Greg, because though there are a lot all those homes I call them the alley houses that. If you're looking at it online, you're like, oh, wow, this looks like it's in a really bad neighborhood or it's on an alley or it's not, you know, it, it, you know, they, they don't necessarily, you know, have have any kind of yard or something. And um, but those homes have a charm all their own, you know, and unless you're there on site to see it yourself as opposed to online, you're not going to feel what it is. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. I, I know what you're talking Tim, about, Tim, you Jack. Yeah, I lived in a, I, I lived in a B unit townhome uh, growing up here in, in Manhattan Beach, and I skateboarded and played stickball and played in that alley. And it was, it was no yeah. cars ever drove down it. It was, it was like a massive backyard for me and the other kids on that street. So a lot of value there. You don't really see from a, a photo or a Google Map image of of an alley. You know, it doesn't really tell that story. Yeah, no, and they're still doing it. The the kids in the know are still skateboarding it or bike riding it or scootering it. Um and it's totally. it's it's one of the great it's one of the great you know a, a great a well-kept secret. You know, and there's nobody ever in the alleys. You rarely see cars still. Um and, you know, considering the density, it's it's amazing, but those those are some of my favorite locations. You know, there's just these charming a lot of charming little homes, although, you know, there are some bigger ones going up, but I call it alley living. I like it. I like it. You know what I'm talking about, Joe? <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Uh, it's different. Um, there's a couple of places in Hermosa where, um, even though these are technically streets, they look like they're, you know, alleys, and people love them. And uh, um, it's it's the neighborhood is very, you know, insular, and neighbors know neighbors, and and the outsiders don't really go down those streets. So. That's yeah. walk streets. Is that what you're referring to? Well, there's some of them, yeah, some of them are walk streets. Yeah, yeah, some of them are walk streets. But uh, I'm not talking about well, the, well, the the well-groomed okay. walk streets in Manhattan. No, no. <laughs> uh, I have a friend that lives on Ozone. Do you guys know where Ozone, the street, is in Hermosa? Yeah. Ozone. Yeah. I just up, heard of that. It's just, it, yeah, it's it's just up. Uh, from uh, the north end on Gould. There's a little tiny yep. street called Oza. And uh, I have two really good friends that uh, love living on that street because it's, you know, it's quiet and nobody knows about it. And, hey, hey that's the, the best place to live in, in Hermosa. <laughs> <laughs> I like well, that. that. that yeah, pocket, it's true. It's like, it's like north, three short blocks. That north yeah. pocket of Hermosa Beach, right there around North End, there's there's streets that right. don't follow the same grid that a lot of the other beach streets do. Um, that's a really desirable area to be in. Um, some really nice views yep. on those hills too. I was, in, mm-hmm. you know, I, a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, I was invited to an event at a private residence in Hermosa, and it was a private street. It was a private street. There were there were just two homes, on, and I had no idea it existed. I, 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 I and and I, I went up and down the, the the street in front of it a couple of times. I was like, "Where is this house? Where is this house?" You know. And then I finally found this private street, and uh, boy, oh boy, nice, nice, really nice, nice big pool in Hermosa. You don't think necessarily that you have big lots, but they're there. They're just hidden. Oh yeah. And you have to, you know. Right. You have to know where they are. You have to be the insiders, which you guys are, right? Yes, that man. we are. Right. I could I could blow <laughs> up all the secret spots on your radio show right now, but I think there'd be a lot of homeowners that wouldn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, all right. So uh, oh. we got we got the experts, Joe. Um, 
I, gosh, I didn't yeah. even think to put out the numbers today if anybody wanted to call in and get some uh, some real estate inside information. But um, give us uh, give us contact info, Greg. Give us uh, how can people get in touch with the Domo Group? Well, my cell phone number is 310-251-7725, and our website, uh, one of them, is domorealestate.com, D-O-M-O realestate.com. And Tamara's cell phone, you want to give that up? Yeah, I'll throw my cell out there too, but you know, we, we work together on these things. I'm on all the Domo websites as well, but I can be reached at 310 310- nine 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 one seven three four and you can call or text me and ask me anything local or real estate related how long have you been doing this tamar so i got my license in 2010 and worked at it for about six months i was fairly young at the time and as we chuckled earlier the market was was brutal then still it hadn't fully bounced back from the the recession so i took a break from it and did some other um, J-O-Bs for a little while and then came back to it in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in 2015, uh, late 2014, started doing business in 2015 and have been um, really enjoying it since. So a solid, solid four and a half years. And you're local, you're native here. So, so, you know, every, you know, all the places, you know, as you said, you know, all the secret st- streets and the secret spots and that people might not think mm-hmm. about. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking, Greg, that house on the hill in RPV, what'd you say, 4.3 million, 4.8 million or something? Gosh, um, just just for shits and giggles, how much would that house be in Manhattan Beach? Oh, it would be $20 million, easy. Easy. It was a one of a kind, really, really special home. Um, But yeah, in Rancho Palos Verdes, it was really nothing. Uh, in the neighborhood that had a three in front of it, let alone a four. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we broke and some by records the way, there. But by the way, you had planned that poker party, which I attended, Joe. I didn't win, but I went. I played. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you ended up. You had this poker party plan for for several weeks, but you ended up selling it just before the party, right? Well, what's interesting about that is, yeah, so we planned the poker party um, before, I think we, before we even went live on the MLS, I asked the sellers if I could uh, host an event there and they said yes. And um, we got the property into escrow a few days before the actual tournament. And then it fell out of escrow. Um, the, The buyer decided he wanted a different neighborhood and we put it back under contract within a week. Uh, for a hundred thousand dollars more, so the wow. sellers were very happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way. That's okay. the story to end the show on, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I love the story. I just have this the generic question. I'm going to throw to Greg. Greg, people out there who are thinking about getting in the game, what would you? Thirty seconds. What would you say to those people that want to get into the real estate game? What's what's the number one thing you should know or do when you're starting out? Good question, Joe. What what which are we talking about the investment game or the the buy? Like if it, I'm it, a it, first time home buyer. Well, it's a little late, but I'm just thinking to to be a, a real estate agent to to be. Uh, in the business of real estate. Oh, gotcha. 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 Yeah. Well, um, I I think it's not a bad idea for anyone who's um, living in Southern California to get their real estate license. It could never hurt. And uh, it's certainly, uh, I I didn't, when I got my license, I was not planning on becoming a real estate agent. I took the class and passed the class. And then I woke up the next day after taking the state exam and I was a real estate agent, but it's really, um, you know, you can help your friends. If you decide to buy a property, you can use your license. You know, I was very dangerous the first four years. So I I think that getting proper training and mentorship and, you know, it's uh, sometimes we make it look easy and certainly real estate agents, you know, we, we have the potential to earn a good income, 
but uh, it is a lot of hard work and it's very competitive. Uh, you know, a lot of people have their license here and there's a lot of really, really good real estate agents in the South Bay. So, um, uh, but it's never a bad idea to study and get your license and get in the game. All right. I don't know if I answered your All question. Right. All right. <laughs> uh, no. That's and, good. and by the way, by the way, real estate, the real estate industry, the, the agents, uh, there's not a better looking group of people on the planet. I, I go to events where, you know, you're surrounded by real estate agents and just the best looking, best dressed people you'll see any place. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> All right. What, what else could you ask for? Uh, Greg, Hammer, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for thank having you guys. Us, Thanks for having me. All right. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye.